Hi guys and welcome to Beer Bubbles Podcast, the bubbliest podcast in the world, I think. What do you think, Rasmus? I definitely agree with that. <laughs> uh, don't miss out on the YouTube channel as well, so check us out on YouTube. And today we are joined by a guest, Sandra Lööf. Welcome to Beer Bubbles. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> Happy to have you. <laughs> so who is Sandra Lööf and where are you from? Well... I'm originally from a small town called Norrköping, uh, but outside of that town, you have a village called Sjöblacka, uh, if you go around 20 minutes outside of Norrköping. And you, if you pass that village, you, you come to a church village called Vånga, and outside of that village is a, like a summer house area, and that's where I'm from originally, from a middle-of-the-woods cabin didn't even have running water or anything. <laughs> Out in the sticks. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw pictures from Midsommar when you were there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my happy place. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. How and when did you end up in this crazy world of beers? Well, I think as for most people, we started out in the bar scene. I got a half-time job at a bar in my in our shopping uh, called Brooklyn Bar and they had around 120 different kinds of beer and I was just you know I, I worked ha- half time as a salesperson at a like a le- electronic uh, store big electronic store chain and uh, I just needed you know money for rent <laughs> so I just tried to find a job got there and immediately fell in love with everything we know as beer <laughs> the craftsmanship all the different flavors the origin stories and all that i was just hooked from day one and i started practicing you know studying everything about beer on my free time just so that i can get a better service in the bar to the to the guests and, you know, it escalated pretty quickly from there. <laughs> uh, I started brewing at home. I just jumped on this train to... I didn't know where back then, but I know it was had to do with something with beer. Because I, I was so hooked from, from the start. And now we're in Stockholm. And now we're in Stockholm. I've been living here for over four years now. And love it. Love it a lot. I've had the time to do a quite a lot of things around here as well. That's awesome. So was there anyone in particular you looked up to when you started studying out beer and reading up more? Well, I was fascinated by almost everybody that (laughs) actually had the chance to work with beer. I thought it was so awesome that you could make a living out of either producing, selling, marketing, everything that has to do with beer. And I was just so excited about the idea that you can have that as a job and that's like i've been looking up to anyone everyone in the in the beer scene and especially now due the corona year like all the breweries that have been reinventing themselves uh, you know trying to stay afloat and alive during this difficult time lots of low abv beers that probably was what saved loads of breweries Oh, yeah. Selling selling to retail instead of selling to restaurants. And I actually learned to appreciate it more this year. Uh, you know, before you were out on the pub and it got late, you got drunk, it was, you know, messy. <laughs> but during the corona year, like, I, I, I try to support 
the bars as much as I can. So I go out for beers from uh, time to time. And, but instead, you know, the bars close at around eight o'clock. And in, you know, regular sense, you would be going home That's you quite go drunk. That's yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but then I found out about, you know, 3.5 beers. Like, that's the best, like, after pub beer. You, you can, can still have a long night. Yeah, after. you can still continue, yeah. have a nice vibe, just enjoying yourself, but you, you will feel much better the next day. You will have the same experience, just you're going to feel way better, you know, mm. during and, and after. And you won't do stupid things. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I've learned to appreciate it very much that you can have a night out, uh, but you can still be productive in the morning. That is kind of good as well. Yeah. <laughs> but you are also known as the Swedish Brew Lady. Yes. Uh, is that totally you? Or is it because CC and Christian are two very separate people? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of private when I'm private, but CC is really outgoing and, and kind of an. Aff- official person yeah. is, is Swedish Brew Lady the same thing for you do you separate Sandra and Swedish Brew Lady no not really uh, I would say that Swedish Brew Lady and Sandra is pretty much the same person I just I think that and I've heard also that Swedish Brew Lady is a little bit cooler <laughs> than than Sandra well you know Cece's much cooler than Christian <laughs> yeah. is so I can confirm yeah. that. Because, <laughs> you know, we, it's sometimes, you know, very posy and, uh, you know, very planned photos that I heard a lot of my photos looks like r- record uh, label covers or something yeah, like rec- that. record covers, yeah. Yeah. In the 2000 hip hop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm dropping an album or something. <laughs> and I'm not that cool. I'm not. <laughs> I really but it's, it's kind of fun to uh, play this person as well. Because, of course, you pour lots of yourself into it, but you get to live out... You get to be a bit more brave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm more like, outgoing. And I always forget like how many is watching what I'm doing. Uh, I actually had a conversation with a friend just the other day. She felt really anxious about like 300 people seeing what she puts out. And it feels like very intimidating. But I... I'm the opposite because I don't really connect <laughs> the, the, the dots. And it feels like I'm putting out stuff for five people or ten people or a hundred people. It doesn't really matter if it's thousands and thousands. No, we'll, we'll just tell our listeners uh, you've got a an Instagram page for a Swedish brew lady who's got like... 18,000? 18,000 18, viewers. Yeah, yeah, something like stuff that. Stuff like that. Yeah. So you are visible. Yeah, <laughs> more than I realize sometimes. Like it, it's not like the biggest account, but it's still you know a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing that you that you feel that way that you don't think about it. That's what can confuse the most most people when they focus on how much it is not. But yeah. I, I think it's uh, when when people start focusing more about fame than about content, yeah. things go kind of awry. Yeah, I don't really see uh like my the Swedish Brew Lady page as I'm I'm kind of realizing I've been, you know, going back and forth like should I do something with this, you know, something bigger, some career kind of thing with it. But I came to realize that it's just a side hobby and I I love making 
content and pictures and videos and all that. I have a big interest in taking pictures and making videos and stuff like that. I think it's really fun to do. But that's where it's going to stay mostly. It's just a fun page where I get to share my passion. And that's what I like about it. Because you're doing something else now. Yeah, you work as a sales manager for Omnipoyo. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. What's that like? It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so a lot of things is happening at Omnipoyo, like at all times, but especially now with the new brewery. I took over as sales manager for for Sweden uh, a year ago now. And it's been like building up from nothing to like an organization kind of. And it's been a lot of work, but, you know, it's it's fun work. I really love, you know, taking something that doesn't exist and build upon that. And, um, yeah, it's 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 really fun just because it's happening so much all the time. And it's beer. It's beer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Omnipoyo is kind of a cool brand. One of the few Swedish breweries known internationally as well. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I've been a fan of Omnipoyo since, I think, 2015. I drank my first Fata Morgana IPA mm. at uh, the Klomp in Linköping. And I was just, you know, hypnotized by the label. I was like, it's so anon- anonymous mm-hmm. and, you know, weird and interesting. So I just had to try it. And that was the first, like, something that we would call, like, a high CIPA today. Mm-hmm. But it was a little bit more bitterness in it, mm-hmm. I think. But it was something I've never tried before. And it really blew my mind. More hazy than juicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's... Uh quite fun because i've seen you since you came to stockholm basically and i really appreciate what you do uh not just for uh the beer business itself but also you're quite involved in pink bootprint which yeah. is a really cool project could you tell us a bit about pink bootprint yeah so me and jessica heidrich from hop notch brewing we have for four years now brewing the beer uh, bootprint ipa and it's um in the spirit of uh, Pink Boot Society, which is a society started in America for women in the beer industry. Uh, and it's an International Women's Collaboration Day uh, once a year where breweries all over the world uh, engage in this global uh, collab, you can call it. Everybody has a hop blend that you do and you brew your beer and it's in the name of Women. Yeah, women in the business. Yeah. Want to support, educate, and, you know, give a fair shot for women interested in in the beer industry. We actually tried both your beer and the one from, uh, was it uh, Fermentierna? Yeah, yeah, Fermentierna. Against each other. And it's so strange because you used the same hop blend. Yeah. But (laughs) the beers were... So totally different. Yeah. yeah, so you can do whatever style you would like to. You can do a Saison, you can do a Pale Ale IPA. It's up to the brewery. Uh, so it's really fun to try how people have elaborate on the concept with their own little spice on it. It's like same thing, even the same ingredients with different chefs, you get different dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in our next YouTube video, we're going to try, we, we have tried the Der Swedish Lerling. The oh, amazing The Swedish Lerling. yeah. And that was a collaboration with Omnipoyo and Kamba Bravaria. Yeah. How did that uh, collaboration happen and 
Because well, the beer was amazing. You should say that. So that <laughs> was uh, Kamba is actually the brew house that's uh, in the church right now comes from Braucon and Kamba is their brewery. So it was uh, like a really fun collaboration that they did when the when the brewery staff was out there uh, in uh, in the good spirit of um, working together. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite cool. You Omnipoyo's first ever brewery opened not that long ago at in Summerbay. Yeah, so it's in not officially open, but the uh, production is ongoing right now, and they are brewing a lot of beer in there right now, <laughs> which That's is awesome, awesome. Uh, really exciting, and something that we all have been looking forward for a long time now. But you're canning there as well, aren't you? Yeah, there is a canning line uh, there as well. Because Omnipoy has traditionally only been bottled yeah. so far, but now cans coming out. Well, we we have had a lot of cans as well, just on different locations that we've been brewing. Yeah, this is the first own canning line. It's really exciting. Mm. Have you tried any of the beers so far? Yes, I have. Quite a lot of them, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's um, it's really cool to be that close to, to the product. Before, I w- when I worked at Drix and with my own company, Spill Agency with beer, it's always been, you know, space between me and the product. So it's really fun to be able to, you know, go there and feel it and taste it and get a vibe for it. We know exactly what you're talking about because we both worked at Carnegie. Together, yeah. so it's like you can go out and touch the maturation tanks. Exactly, and it's a special the, feeling. The babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what should we look out for? What's what's coming? Well, so right now it's coming a lot of beer. Right now we're starting to uh, deliver Lorpan IPA, which is a homage to Sundbyberg. Uh, from an old uh, nightclub there, I think uh, it was called Lorry. Lorry, yeah. I, I was there when I was. Uh, I wasn't allowed to go out when I was sixteen, but I was there when yeah. I was sixteen anyhow. <laughs> and by the locals, it was called Lorpan. So there's a like a tribute to uh, our new home, <laughs> and it's really good. It's a juicy, hazy IPA. It's gonna be a lot of juicy hop bombs coming out from the church. <laughs> Uh, but beside the brewery, you have two more locations here in Stockholm, but those locations you can visit, and that's Omnipoy's Hat and Flora. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I imagine there's different concepts, but Omnipoy is such a strong brand, which you can see on both the websites. And I haven't been at Flora, but you have, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, and, and you said that it's in Humlegården <coughs> in Stockholm. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a beer garden. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a beer garden with trendy new awesome beers. Yeah, I think. Th- in my opinion, the biggest difference, so Omnipoyo's Hat, that's located on Södermalm, it's very beer-forward and pizza. Mm. But people will go there for the pizza or they will go there for the beer, sometimes both. But it, a lot of people are going there for the pe- just for the pizza, which is amazing because mm. it has its own name just because of the pizza as well. Uh, but w- we can also see a more like dedicated crowd there that's very interested in the beer, uh, while at Flora, it's a more laid-back kind of environment. So it's not as much about the beer, but the experience. Well, location is fantastic. It's a, it's only open during the summers because yeah. it's an outdoor bar. But you have to say Omnipoy's Hut is tiny. 
Yeah, it's so it's, like, <laughs> it's very and, hard. And during Corona, it, it's been <laughs> like you can't be crowded. No, so, no. so it's, I've been in a few times, and it feels a bit empty when you're in there. Like you keep distance to each other, and there might be like ten people in, and that's mm. it's full. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I know it's been a challenge now because it's such a small place, and with the restriction and all, it's been a ride <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. But Flora is much bigger. Yeah, it's much bigger tables, and it's outside, which a lot of people feel is really nice during this circumstances. Mm. There's a different food theme there as well. It's more burgers and ice cream. And of course, a lot of pilsners at that place. And the menu was half vegan, also basically. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So Simon that uh, runs Flora now is is vegan, and he has brought up some really great vegan options for for the guests. Oh, cool. Carl and Hanok, who basically is Omnipoil. Yeah. <laughs> they're so different. Carl's not director in yeah. the beginning, and an artist. While Hanok is the brewing mad genius. Exactly, yeah. Uh, when I spoke to them the first time, they talked about that sometimes Carl actually does a label before Hanok has done the beer. Yeah. I've never heard of that in the business <laughs> before. It's it's kind of a cool take on it. But they are so different. What do you think makes them so successful in what they do? I think it's following what they love to do. And with the artwork, with the beer, it's you know always been i don't know how to put it really but i just i just think they're going with their gut and what they like to do and then it has when they mixed their their both experiences and ideas it just becomes magic I, it's, it's natural yeah it's, it's just natural, natural. Yeah, okay. they're very natural together they're really sweet to see them you know working together and all so i just think they they have a good chemistry and that you can see that in the beers that's producing. You also have a podcast about beer, right? I had a podcast about you had beer. About yeah. Podcast, all right. So me and Josephine uh, Turnquist, we made a podcast. I think it was maybe three years ago now, mm. uh, called Veckans Ölhäng, and it was just you know relaxed talk about beer, and it was really fun. And we worked our asses off to get out episodes and all that, and we we got a good crowd listening to it. But then we both got really busy, you know, with work, family, life in general. So we decided to, you know, hit the brake on that. And uh, yeah, but we had a lot of fun doing it. And I would love to do something like that again. And we'll see if it comes back or not. <laughs> Hopefully. But Josephine, she works at Brill. Yeah, yeah exactly. Brill yeah. Company. To something totally different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of historical person or persons... Would you like to buy a beer and have a conversation over that beer with? Oh wow, that's a hard one. It's a tough one, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I know I was supposed to think about this, but <laughs> well, probably someone that we have uh, been thought is a little bit crazy, like Van Gogh or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't really specify one person, but. Someone that's a little bit crazy and interesting. That would be really <laughs> cool. <laughs> Not a good answer, I know. <laughs> oh well, the thing is, if you if you come up with something afterwards, we'll just write it in the comments. Oh yeah, get, get it in there. But are there any other projects that you're working on besides what you already got going with uh, Omnipoyo and Swedish Brew Lady, which is uh, your well, hobby? I, I do from time to time. So last time I did the Bootprint IPA back in March. And uh, I like to keep myself busy. So I like starting new projects and stuff. So don't be surprised if 
something comes up <laughs> soon. Uh, but right now, I'm laying kind of low because it's a lot with the new job at Omnipoyo. I've been there for a year now, and I'm not even close to done yet. <laughs> yeah, and things are starting to pick up in the restaurant business now since restrictions yeah. actually have been uh, pulled back a bit, at least, so we can have more people, especially outside. Uh, and yeah. that must mean that you have more to do as well. Yeah, it's, it's things is starting to loose up now. And you can tell before most of my conversations with my customers was like, oh, how are you, like, how are you doing? Because yeah. I know you're not going to buy beer right now. I just want to see how you're doing, what you're thinking, and, you know, if I can help in any way. Now it's more like, oh, we, we're going to put down an order. We're going to buy some beer. It's <laughs> awesome. And people are very happy about that. And I am too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. It's nice to see the city a bit alive again. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? And what changes would you like to see in the business? In five years, I see myself still at Omnipoyo, doing what I do. Hopefully, I build up a quite a good organization that's flowing and uh, start developing collaborations. And yeah, t- take it a step further. What I want to see changing in the industry is obviously the toxic masculinity that we can see is there any change to it because we talked about this about four years ago in gothenburg i know yeah um no i wouldn't say that it's much it's a lot more conversations about it but actions i don't see it that much I think we have a long way to go there. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, sadly. Uh, but it's the reality and we need to address it every time we have someone close by doing wrong things. I totally agree. When you say we, the change has to happen and is there anything in particular that we can do like as a, as a community in beer? Except to tell somebody when when it happens. Yeah, I th- but I actually think that's the most important thing to speak up when you when you see something because a lot of the behavior continues because no one has stood up against it. Uh, but when people start to knock it down, it will probably, hopefully, start to erase itself because mm. it's embarrassing to have someone to you know confront you about it. Yeah, and when you do that, you make a mark like that's not okay. But I also think that businesses in in general also need to have some kind of set rules or program or planning around it so that we can have a support system when something happens at work. I, I definitely talking mostly about like festivals and stuff because mm. that's where a lot of bad things is happening. Oh, yeah. And as a woman you need to have some a support system you know where you can go and talk about it maybe file a complaint or uh, and us as guys need to uh, help out yeah i think that's where you saying like when people tell people off it really hits the mark i think it's basically when we guys tell other guys off yeah that's where it really starts to like change things yeah, because that person that makes an inappropriate comment or grabs someone inappropriate, if a woman tells him off, he's not going to give a damn. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to swear on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. no worries. We've uh, had Ollie from from Steve Barrett yeah. on. The, he, he was, <laughs> he, he's a potty mouth. If, before we press record, his first question was, can I curse? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when men tell other men to like stop it, sadly has a greater impact on the person in question. So we guys have something to do. 
Good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. definitely. Keep busy. <laughs> yep. We, we will try. And all you guys out there listening, do, for God's sake. It's 2021. We should be much further. Preach, man. <laughs> Beer is for everybody. Yes. Yes. What's something that you wish that you knew when you started uh, started out in this industry? That you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. And you can be as successful even if you don't know a specific date when the IPA landed in uh, whatever, <laughs> India. <laughs> no, Big Britain or whatever. Like, you, you, you can be a really knowledgeable and uh, interesting person in the beer scene even if you don't know everything. You don't mm. need to know everything. And you can't know everything. No. <laughs> if everybody knew everything, there would be no conversations. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, and even the one, the probably the dude that's telling you he knows everything, he doesn't know everything. No, exactly. Uh, he's probably winging it. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping that you don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. And you know, let go of the prestige that it, it, in the end it's just beer, uh, and it's social yeah. and it's fun, like my uh, spouse often say, and you know, have a more relaxed vibe to it but sandra almost everyone in this business has a favorite beer memory yeah what is yours i have many actually but one of my favorite beer memories i can tell tell you two of those it's brewskival the first year it was just such a magical environment and it felt like i was in a dream the whole festival it's such a nice festival i love it and it was just not a single moment at the festival but just the whole thing It was so much fun. I met so much fun people, drank so, so, so much good beer. And the weather was amazing. You know, us Swedes, we really enjoy some good weather because we don't have that a lot. And it was just magical. It felt like I was uh, in Spain or something. And it didn't feel real that I was in Sweden. And if you haven't been to Bruskeval, uh, sadly, it's not going to be this year because there still are restrictions against it. Uh, I just spoke to Hanna the other day. But uh, what Marcus and the rest of the gang down there do, it's... It's in amazing. My, uh, in my opinion, it's the best beer festival in the world. Or yeah. the best I've been to, anyhow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Haven't definitely one yet. of the best beer festivals in the world. And one of my other favorites has been uh, the Firestone Walker Invitational. Mm. And it's just uh, also such a happy memory, so, such an exciting trip. And they really, really do a great job over there. I know we went to a water park that they closed down for the public. So it was only like brewers and, uh, <laughs> and stuff there. And it was just handing out beers by the Lazy River. <laughs> so you can just grab, you know, put your, your hand up. Put your hand up and you get a beer in your hand and you're just chilling. <laughs> that sounds like something you should have every day. Yeah, go. I love that. I want that. But that's that's kind of the feel when it, when it comes to the US and the beer scene over there, it's so much more relaxed. It's nerdy, but it's never snobby. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like everyone loves what they're doing and they want to share this passion. Yeah. But they never want to tell you what to think. No, no, I agree with that. It's it's really relaxed and we have a lot of friends uh, especially in California and we just love going there just because of the relaxed environment and the uh, great beers and all, always fun to get out of Sweden and get some new impressions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tampa. I've never been, but You've that's go on I know it's, We were actually planning on going there 
but then Corona hit and I was changing job and everything. So we were actually planning on going there. I've been longing to do that for a while now. So it's definitely on my priority to do list. Go brew something at Seven Suns. When I was over there a year and a half ago, uh, she had a silent auction for halfway houses for women who'd been um, in physical abusive relationships. So to help help women out because she comes from an abusive relationship herself. I had some beers with me. We put them in the silent auction as well. That's perfect. It was I love really, that. really cool. Seven Sons. And they do fantastic beers. Yeah, yeah, I really like them too. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap this little podcast up? Oh, just that I'm happy to be here. It's really nice to meet you both. Yeah, and I hope we can do this again sometime every week yeah every week I do it every week (laughs) definitely I put it in my calendar (laughs) and there could also be a little beer bubbles episode in the new brewery would be awesome why why not we'll go to Sumba Bay oh yeah email and uh, let's make it happen I'll call you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's now your last day on earth you can have one last beer oh anything you want Uh, it's probably gonna be uh, a lager and it's gonna be either the Sudmalms Pilsner from Nils Oscar. I try to go to Akkurat on Fridays as often as I can because for some reason I really crave going there on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think Sudmalms Pilsner from Nils Oscar would be a, a good choice because I never get tired of that one. A good choice. Good that, choice. That's a great beer. That's a fun, uh, actually a fantastic beer. Thank you so much for joining us in the this episode, Sandra. And uh, good luck with everything that's happening around you. We will run into each other Definitely. all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was really fun being here. Fun to have you. And thank you to all our listeners. And don't forget to check out our social media and YouTube. And go check out Sandra on Swedish Brew Lady. Yes. And you're probably... Only write that and you will find her pretty quickly. (laughs) And whatever you do, guys, drink drink better better beer. beer.